This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Mount Park. Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Hello and welcome to Food Stuff. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And ah, it's time for another fictional foods episode. Yeah, it's been a minute, but we are here today to talk about fictional foods. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy Edition. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and uh, we've we've also got a special treat for you guys today. At the end of the episode, uh, a listener sent in some trivia. Some fictional food trivia. Yeah. All right. I believe I am a fan, and I believe, Lauren, that you are a fan as well. I am very much a fan. It was one of those. Um, I, I got a hold of, of a copy of, I think, the, the, the whole trilogy, which is five books. Yeah. Um, in early high school and it was one of those revolutionary things for me like I, it was just total paradigm shift i was like oh <laughs> oh this yeah. is so good i think yeah. i had the same copy and i let someone borrow it oh if you're listening i want it back <laughs> i can't remember who you are but I will find you. <laughs> I, I lost my copy as I was because I, I meant to reread at least the first book when I was when when we decided to do this episode, and I. It's it's not there. It's probably the same person. Oh, fiend! That person They're just collecting copies <laughs> on top of copies for what purpose we don't know. Well. One day we'll figure it out. Yes. But I wanted to start with my favorite quote, which I do remember. Uh-huh. I think it's from the restaurant at the end of the universe. 
he's spending a year dead for tax reasons. <laughs> I just remember that because I, I, like, read that, and I was, what, 11? So I don't know anything about taxes. <laughs> I didn't have to pay taxes. <laughs> but for some reason, it, as my mom said, overturned my tickle box. Oh. <laughs> and I just kept laughing and laughing and laughing. <laughs> such a really it's a really clear memory for me apparently yeah yeah and we have mentioned hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy before in a couple of past episodes like um gin and tonic right to mind yeah Mm -hmm. and as per the usual with these fictional food episodes thanks to wikia fandom so helpful so helpful oh yes yes hats off to you all uh brave brave soldiers of fandom Yes. We appreciate your efforts. Mm -hmm. So, what is it? (laughs) (laughs) The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is a comedic media series almost entirely written by Earth human Douglas Adams. It started as a BBC radio show in 1978 and was adapted into a wildly popular series of novels, plus stage shows, video games, a television series in 1981, a feature film in 2005, and more other radio shows. That's a lot. It is. Douglas Noel Adams was a writer who was rather famous for not writing. Um, I love deadlines, he wrote. I like the whooshing sound they make as they fly by. (laughs) He was born in Cambridge, England in 1952. His uh, father, a teacher, and his mother, a nurse, divorced when he was five. He was a fan of Monty Python, and he decided to try to get into writing comedy, took a whole lot of odd jobs while he was doing it, and... uh, The Hitchhiker's Guide radio show was an unexpectedly resounding hit that moved him into writing full-time. The the novels almost didn't happen because the BBC was like, oh, novel adaptations of radio series never work. No. Let's not even try that. That's foolish. (laughs) But happened they did. Uh, And also all of those other things. And um, although Adams would struggle with depression and writer's block and, and kind of the weight of that early success... Uh, he'd go on to to do work uh, work in writing that helped protect endangered species. Uh, he married. He had a daughter. He had a ridiculous collection of electric guitars. Um, <laughs> and uh, he, he would die uh, suddenly in 2001 when he was just 49. Um, and every year on May 25th, fans and friends celebrate his strange life and legacy with Towel Day, a day on which to openly carry a towel with you because, as the Hitchhiker's Guide taught us, a towel is one of the most useful objects in the universe, and you should never go anywhere without one. I actually have, um, it's a yellow one, and it's one of those ones that gets, like, super small. Oh, yeah. And it is really absorbent and dries really quickly, you know, just in case. It's good to, it's, you know, it's he good was to be something. a fruit who really knows where your towel is. <laughs> This is true. Uh, if, if you have rather no idea what we're talking about, and I'm, I, I'm so sorry if I drop more Britishisms than usual into this particular episode. It, it's thinking about it has my brain in a very English place right now. Um, the eponymous Hitchhiker's Guide is this uh, galactic travel guide. And the media series are about the uh, adventures or misadventures of another Earth human by the name of Arthur Dent traveling galactically. Uh, <laughs> And despite this, the series are way more about the hilariously mundane things in life than they are about science fiction-y things. Uh, Adams actually said that he never intended the series to be science fiction, but that he blew up the Earth in the first episode, spoiler alert, yeah. and he sort of had to. 
Yeah, it's sort of <laughs> difficult not to go <laughs> elsewhere if the planet no longer exists. Yes. Uh, so one of those hilariously mundane things about life, the universe, and everything is food and drink. Uh, so there is a lot of that in the series. Um, a lot of the series are actually just about Arthur trying and failing to get a decent cup of tea. Yeah, which we talked about a little bit in our tea episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I have, I, have a, <laughs> I have a quote for you. Stop me at any time. I'll just go on forever. On the the first spaceship that that Arthur, or I guess it's the second spaceship, isn't it? That Arthur winds up on. Lauren. I know. Oh, how dare I? <laughs> um, it says he had found a neutromatic machine, which had provided him with a plastic cup filled with liquid that was almost, but not quite, entirely unlike tea. The way it functioned was very interesting. When the drink button was pressed, it made an instant but highly detailed examination of the subject's taste buds, a spectroscopic analysis of the subject's metabolism, and then sent tiny experimental signals down the neural pathways to the taste centers of the subject's brain to see exactly what was likely to go down well. However, no one knew quite why it did this because it invariably delivered a cupful of liquid that was almost, but not quite, entirely unlike tea. (laughs) That's one of the things I love about um, these books is that it it's there's all these kind of high tech robot oh all, yeah and it's trying to understand humans and humans just don't make sense essentially <laughs> is the joke like we've done all this math and calculations but nothing is working yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or just yeah beings like living beings yeah at their core are completely nonsensical yeah yeah um. Bookmenus.com has a breakdown of the most mentioned food and drinks because there are, like tea, a lot of things from Earth show up in the series a lot. They're just usually viewed differently. Uh huh. And we will talk a little bit about that more later. But tea, peanuts, cornflakes, McDonald's hamburger, jello, donuts, very important, custard, <laughs> hot dogs, and rice pudding. Um, and uh, if you're interested, they have a lot more information following all of that. It'd take a very long time to go through, but more power to you if you want to know. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yes. Huh. So th- that's our basic overview. We're going to pause for a quick break for a word from our sponsor and then get into some specifics. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at San Diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? 
time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. So we have two sections here, foods and drinks. And we're going to start with foods. And we're going to start in that subsection, <laughs> vegan rhino, a.k.a. evil-smelling meat. And by vegan rhino, is it is it vegan? Is it? Nope. It's not what you're thinking, oh. probably. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> vegan here does not necessarily mean what it means on Earth. It means from the Alpha Lyrae star system. Oh, like Vega, like ve- vegan. Yeah. Vegan, not vegan. Yep. I get it. <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> Speaking of meat, there are also a perfectly normal beasts, which happen to pass through this uh, particularly superstitious settlement on a planet called Lamuella periodically. Um, when Arthur crash lands there and is asked why the Almighty Bob sent him, um, he, he sets himself up as the Almighty Bob's Sandwich maker. Oh, important job. Yeah, yeah. Um, And his primary ingredient for these sandwiches is perfectly normal beast. For upon Lamuella, every aspect of making the humble sandwich has been developed beyond the dreams of even the picnic food epicures on Thermos Magna 6. Hmm. Sounds good. Yeah. Sure. (laughs) Um, In The Restaurant at the End of the Universe, which is a book about a fictional restaurant within that book, (laughs) <laughs> they serve sentient and suicidal meat. Self-serving, you see. Yeah, yeah. It's explained as being the most humane choice, you know, rather than get tangled up in whether it's okay to eat regular animals and plants, which cannot consent. Um, someone bred a type of cow that actively wants to be eaten. Whew. What a life. <laughs> Good evening, madame and gentlemen. I am the main dish of the day. May I interest you in parts of my body? Huh? Oh, well. Something off my shoulder, perhaps, braised in a little white wine sauce. There's the hagro biscuit, and this is a Dintrasi specialty, a lower-quality foodstuff that they uh, served to the Vogans, whom they detested. The (laughs) Detrasi were known for having really nice food, but they made pure crap for the Vogans. So anyone expecting nice Detrasi food but got something they made with the Vogans in mind was going to be disgusted and surprised. Um, And I'm not sure what this is, but the (laughs) Internet will return a, a result of a blue bread topped with guacamole. Well, that's what it looks like. I have no idea what's actually going on. Oh, okay. (laughs) <laughs> it's a bright blue bread <laughs> topped with something bright green. 
fill in as your imagine, imagination sees fit. <laughs> um, there's Starbucks, which is a cereal brand. Algolian Zylet Burger, which Zafad Biebelbrox described as, quote, a kind of meat burger made with the most unpleasant parts of a creature well known for its total lack of any pleasant parts. <laughs> that sounds appetizing. <laughs> and as we mentioned earlier, um, earth foods, several earth foods show up throughout the series, but in different ways than we would expect. For instance, beer is used as a muscle relaxant. Although I would say you could argue some of us use it that way, Absolutely. too. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Peanuts are a sort of protein supplement. Uh, and tea. Tea can power alien improbability machines. Quote, The principle of generating small amounts of finite improbability by simply hooking the logic circuits of a bamble-weenie 57 sub meson brain to an atomic vector plotter suspended in a strong Brawanian motion producer, say, a nice hot cup of tea, were, of course, well understood. Of course. (laughs) When human Arthur Dent confused computers by asking for tea, they asked him, why and his response was it makes me happy oh yeah that's kind of nice poor arthur (laughs) yeah poor arthur (laughs) coffee on the other hand um and specifically stirring it has sort of a butterfly effect on bistro mathematics yes bistro mathematics is an understanding of numbers that accepts that numbers are not absolute but dependent on the movement of the observer in restaurants (laughs) Uh, yes, uh, uh, quote, just as Einstein observed that time was not an absolute but depended on the observer's movement in space and that space was not an absolute but depended on the observer's movement in time, it is now realized that numbers are not absolute but dependent on the observer's movement in restaurants. Yeah, I love this. Uh, so yeah, so, so like the number of people a table is reserved for versus the number of people who wind up eating, um, and the, the time that the party is supposed to arrive versus when they actually do. And the build amount versus how much anyone who's showed up is prepared to pay and mm-hmm. whether or not they have money with them. Um, the work of calculating all of these non-absolute numbers can, can allow you to manipulate the very fabric of reality. Yes. Is, is what's going on in Bistro Mathematics. There's a ship that has a Bistro Mathematics engine. Mm-hmm. The, the engine is made up of a robotic restaurant the the servers and all the all the bits and pieces are all robotic and uh, it's what it's doing is actively calculating all of these numbers these these non absolute numbers mm-hmm. these numbers uh, so, some of which are reciprocal exclusions which are uh, numbers whose existence can only be defined as being anything other than themselves like time of arrival is right one. <laughs> exactly that's my favorite one so. <laughs> Uh, so, so yeah, so yeah, um, trying trying to, to to solve these equations can isn't get can get you far. I think, isn't it like the most powerful something of parascience? It's very powerful. It is, it is, and it's and it's a little bit less sticky than improbability uh, mathematics, which is what drives another engine. Yes, um, involved in the series. There's a lot of engines there, being driven around there. <laughs> Absolutely. So that's uh, the food overlook, but really, we got to talk about some drinks. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. But first, we're going to pause for a quick break 
for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. All right. So the first thing we have to talk about is Jank's spirit. That old Jank spirit. Yes, I think that is what it's more usually called. (laughs) Um, And this is a spirit. (laughs) People drink it for the same multitude of reasons we do, but it's way stronger than most of the stuff we earthlings are familiar with. And there are several interesting drinking games <laughs> involving Jank Spirit, mostly played in hyperspace ports in the Orion Beta Star system. Here are the rules of one of them. Two people sit across from each other at a table, glass placed in front of both, and a bottle of Jank Spirit in the center of the table. And then both contestants, maybe fools, <laughs> uh, would sort of use the force. They had telepsychic powers and attempt to tip the bottle so that it would pour some of the spirit into the glass of their opponent, who would then have to chug it. Rinse and repeat, bottle after bottle. <laughs> yeah. Sort of like beer pong or beerio cart, but worse. Um, a loss meant you'd probably keep losing because the alcohol... I mean, it messes with a lot of things, but it also messes with the telepsychic powers. Oh. 
<laughs> yeah. Once whatever predetermined amount of jank spirit was consumed and a final winner emerged, the loser had to perform a forfeit, which was typically an obscene biological thing. Old Jinx Spirit has appeared in a couple of Star Wars properties, <laughs> including the Force Unleashed 2 novel and other things. And there's a drinking song. There is. I've been debating all day whether I was going to sing this or yeah. if I was just going to say it. Oh, don't give me none more of that old jank spirit. No, don't give me none more of that old jank spirit. For my head will fly, my tongue will lie, my eyes will fry, and I may die. Won't you pour me one more of that sinful old jank spirit? <laughs> so rousing tune, I'm sure. It is. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of something else you probably shouldn't drink, pan-galactic goggle blasters. These were invented by the character Zaphod, um, and they are a Jank's spirit cocktail with one of the most explicit descriptions in the books when it comes to food or drink item. Quote, Take the juice from one bottle of that old Jank spirit. Pour it into one measure of water from the seas of Sagagenius V. Allow three cubes of Octurin Megagen, Megagen to melt into the mixture. It must be properly iced or the benzene is lost. Allow four liters of Falian marsh gas to bubble through it. Over the back of a silver spoon float a measure of qualactin hypermint extract. Drop in the tooth of an Algolian sun tiger. Sprinkle zamphor. Add an olive. Drink, but very carefully. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, periods in there. Uh, ellipses, yeah. <laughs> yes. And you should drink it very, very carefully. It's compared to, quote, the alcoholic equivalent of a mugging, expensive and bad for the head. <laughs> and it's like having your brain smashed out by a slice of lemon wrapped around a large gold brick. Another description of its potency is as follows. After two of those babies, the dullest, most by-the-book Vulcan will be up on the bar in stilettos, yodeling mountain shanties and swearing he's the king of the gray-binding fiefdoms of Saxaqueen. <laughs> There's a lot of fun words in here. <laughs> its inventor himself advises, never drink more than two pan-galactic gargle blasters unless you are a 30-ton mega-elephant with bronchial pneumonia. Whew. There are places you can go in the book to rehabilitate yourself after having one, one of these. <laughs> in the TV show, a drop of the liquid burned a hole in the floor. But despite all of this, it carries the label, the best drink in existence. You know? <laughs> it's certainly something to remember, if only you could. Um, and so, uh, of, of course, uh, tantalized as as humans are by descriptions of this sort. Uh, many people have made real-life versions. Yeah. Um, uh, the You can find some at the uh, Zaffa Box Bar in Ottawa, Ontario. So cool. Or um, Le Dernier Bar Van La Fin du Monde in Paris, which was also cool. I've never been to any of these places, but I, I delved into their websites. <laughs> or Wisconsin's 42 Lounge. Oh, 42. Yeah, the That's answer a, to the universe. Yeah. It's an important number. It is. When asked about the recipe for the pan-galactic gargle blaster, Douglas Adams, the author, responded, Unfortunately, there are a number of environmental, 
and weapons treatises, treaties, and weapons treaties and laws of physics which prevent one being mixed on Earth. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, of course, there are real-world recipes that you can find online, and one I found from tour.com is as follows. One ounce or more of absinthe or pastis, which is sort of a near absinthe. Um, one ounce of brandy, four ounces chilled club soda, one teaspoon cardamom infused honey, various oddities to garnish. <laughs> and then he has a recipe on how to make uh, the cardamom honey. So, you know, if you're looking to try some yourself or throw a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy themed party, invite us and make this. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's basically a Tom Collins. <laughs> basically. With with like, yeah, like like maybe something a little bit absinthe flavored. Yeah. Tossed in. A bit of color. Yeah. Garnished with an olive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and speaking of, um, of course, the gin Anthony Kiss, which I think is supposed to be gin mm. and the tonics. The Gagrakaka version of gin and tonics, essentially. Only again, way stronger. That's that's a theme in this this whole thing. I've I've realized it's strong enough to kill a cow at one hundred paces. That's a serious gin. That's and a tonic. very serious drink. It is. I mean, all drinking is serious. Drink responsibly. <laughs> yes. Especially any pan-galactic charcoal blasters, <laughs> should you run across one. Oh, yeah, man. If Zaphod ever hands you a drink, drink extremely responsibly, <laughs> by which I probably mean not at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely do the old toss-over-your-shoulder thing for that one. <laughs> um, but that's, that brings us to the end of this, our fictional foods edition of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. There's, you know, there, there's there's lot, lots more in there and lots lots in, in different different iterations of the series. Uh, if we missed your favorite, write in and let us, let us know what it is. Yeah, and if you have any recipes, I mean, we'll we'll be very impressed and very thrilled if you send oh, them away. Oh, yeah. Yes, always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and speaking of sending things our way, it's time for Listen Our Like being binged up. <laughs> Yes. Everyone got that, I'm sure. I'm positive. (laughs) Okay. Lucy wrote, I just listened to your COD episode and was interested in the facts about COD in Iceland as I was just there. And while I was there, I had some of the best fish in my life. Though I'm not positive it was COD, I thought you guys might still find it interesting. The first dish I had was at a restaurant that made traditional Icelandic food. It was called the Fisherman's Platter, and it was simply fish, potatoes, and butter smashed up into a plate of delicious. <laughs> the second dish was simply fish and chips, presumably made from cod. As you said, it is the main fish used in this meal. It seems a bit odd the best fish and chips I ever had was in Iceland, but to be fair, I've never been to England. <laughs> the fish was crispy, and the fries were really well made. The highlight, though, was the sauce. It was like nothing I had ever had. It was creamy and spicy and almost soy-y. If you ever end up in Reykjavik, try to find some fish and chips. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I've, never, I've never been to Iceland, but I, yes. I was there for like one day, so, you know, it doesn't oh. really count. Um, but our um, one of the producers here, Paul, he spent a week there recently, and he was telling me about how amazing all the fish was. Oh, I'm sure. Mm. Uh, it's on my list. 
Jana wrote, just wanted to drop you a line regarding the cod episode. I loved it because I'm from Newfoundland. Uh, by the way, it's pronounced Newfoundland, rhyming with understand. Uh, don't worry, I'd say about 90% of Americans and 50% of Canadians get it wrong. <laughs> I think I just got it wrong, too. Uh, I was also born in 1992 when the Cod Moratorium was started. I don't remember it personally, but I can remember from a very young age people talking about it. I grew up in a small fishing village, and most people's parents that I knew when I was little were going back to school to retrain for some sort of other job. Most people in our town were quite poor in this time, and fishermen and others all had to band together. Families all moved into one house to save money on things like childcare, heat, light, etc. My aunt and uncle lived with us until I was 10. Myself I was rather lucky as my mom is a nurse, so had full-time work outside of fishing and allowed my dad to retrain in construction. I can remember also many old men, such as my grandfather, who fished by hand line for their whole lives. Most of them just retired. They told stories of rowing out their dories in the morning, filling their boats by hand. When fishing cod was totally illegal, the old men would sit on the docks and look out at the water like their worlds had ended. It was all they knew. The work was hard but enjoyable. They've brought back fishing now for recreational purposes. They did it when I was about 12 or so. My grandfather cried when he got to take me out in the boat and I caught my first fish. Now we can fish five fish per person per day for most weekends in the summer. It's something people do for sport and as a tourist attraction, though most of us get to fill our freezers every year. Anyway, I just wanted to tell you my personal cod story. I hope it was interesting and informative on how this one fish affects so many lives. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for writing writing in with that and Newfoundland <laughs> I should I don't know I feel like Captain Kirk saying it that way we're all working on William Shatner impressions we are stuff. we really <laughs> are um, little progress has been made but we will continue to improve absolutely and this brings us to the aforementioned trivia trivia who doesn't love trivia and this was sent to us Forever ago. Yes, by, by by a kind listener by the name of Dina. Or Dina. I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but yes. It was, I think she sent this when we did our pumpkin episode. Oh, wow. That was forever ago. So we've been hanging on to it and trying to think of the best way to, to do it. But what we're going to do is we're going to read the questions off. And then you listeners, write down your answers. Keep them up in the brain. I don't, I'm not going to tell you what to do. But <laughs> in an upcoming episode, we will reveal the answers. Yes. Yes. All right. So are you ready, Lauren? I'm ready. Are you ready, Annie? I think so. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. Number one. In this book or movie, you can have a chewing gum meal, fizzy lifting drinks, and taste of real schnozberries. Question two. Dr. Seuss wrote this book on a bet that he couldn't write a book with 50 or fewer distinct words. Number three. You'll have to go to this fictional town to have a bag of cheesy poofs or enjoy some chocolate salty balls. <laughs> Question four. When Mystery Inc. needs to bribe their Great Dane, they use this. Question five. In this TV show, the lead character is a cook and fan of Krabby Patties. Question six. Though you can't understand their words, these creatures exist solely on Tubby Custard and Tubby Toast. In this show, you can get Duff Beer, 
eat tamacos, try to enjoy a crusty burger, and get a flaming mo. Question eight. This is an old folk story in which hungry strangers convince people of a town to each share a small amount of their food in order to make a stew from an inedible object. Question nine. This comic strip's main character loves chocolate-frosted sugar bombs. Quote, they're crunchy on the outside, chewy on the inside, and they don't have a single natural ingredient or essential vitamin to get in the way of that rich, fudgy taste. (laughs) Question 10. On this TV show, we learned that Vitamita Vegemin contains trace amounts of alcohol. Number 11. On this show, while Liz Lemon eats cheesy blasters, a Jack Cheese stuffed hot dog folded in a pizza while her boss Jack Donaghy eats Tahitian vanilla bean ice cream in a pool of cognac drizzled in the world's most expensive chocolate, Amadai porcelana, covered with shaved white, black, and clear truffles and (laughs) topped with edible 25 carat gold leaf. And question 12. Our final question. In this movie, characters have a big kahuna burger with a $5 shake and discuss a food fictional in America, a royale with cheese. Yes, um, those are the questions. There are tiebreakers. Oh, yes, yes. Which we'll just, we'll just include here. I don't know how we would break an actual tie. Also, there's no technical prize here other than... Bragging rights. Oh, yes, brag to everyone. <laughs> They'll be very impressed. <laughs> All right, here are the tiebreakers. So um, the goal is to identify the movie or show based on the fictional food. And there's three. There's three. All right. Number one, milk plus. Number two, corn ballers. Number three, stay puffed marshmallows. All right, listeners. I hope you came up with a team name. We didn't tell you to do that, but do that now if you didn't. (laughs) Even if it's just you, team of one. Uh Uh-huh. You're still a team. Yeah. There is an I in team. There is. It's if you add a line to the T. Oh, there you go. Can't see it, but it's there. So uh, stay tuned for the answers and feel free to, to send your your responses before then if you want to be legit, legit about it. Oh, yeah. 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 No no cheating. No. Yes. Put your phones away or, you know. Yeah, just don't cheat. Right. Right. If you would like to email us, you can. Our email is foodstuff at howstuffworks.com. We're also on social media. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at foodstuffhsw, stands for How Stuff Works. We're also on Instagram at foodstuff. We hope to hear from you. Thank you, as always, to our super producer, Dylan Fagan. Thank you to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. 
Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a golf course. 70 courses. Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next-day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com, that's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.